Hello everyone, uh, my name is Ravi Kumar, President at Infosys. Welcome to the new edition of uh, Trailblazers. The Trailblazers talk, uh, as some of you know, is about individuals who are making significant impact to the organizations they work in, the societies and the communities they live in, and the industries they really represent. So today I have uh, a distinguished guest, the group CIO and the Chief Digital Officer of uh, Exelon Corporation, Mike Kehler. Uh, Mike has been with uh, Exelon for the last three years, since 2016, and he has done a diverse set of roles, um, before which he was at HP, a senior vice president running the North America markets. Prior to that, he worked for EMC as a president of professional services globally, and before that, he actually had uh, a strength in EDS and on a variety of roles uh, and was responsible for the global outsourcing market uh, for EDS. Uh, Exelon, as some of you know, uh, is a Fortune 100 company, $35 billion plus in revenues annually and a leader in energy utilities. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today. Uh, wonderful to have you in the Bangalore campus. Thanks for spending some time with us uh, talking about the energy sector and what Exelon is doing. Uh, so, Mike, you know, let me tee up with my first question about the trends in the energy sector. My friends tell me that uh, it's kind of five Ds, as they call it, um, in the energy, energy space, the significant change which it is going through. Uh, deregulation uh, in a big way, uh, democratization because flexible contracts between consumers and, uh, and, um, and generators, uh, a lot of digital, uh, so digitization, uh, there is a fair bit of decentralization with the generators and the consumers coming closer and finally decarbonization with the green energy. Tell us a little bit about uh, the trends in the energy sector and uh, what you feel uh, the, this industry is going to. Yeah, th thank you, Robbie, for hosting me here. I'm thrilled to be here in Bangalore today. But uh, to your question, it's an exciting time in the, in the utilities in, in energy sector overall. You know, from my chair, um, you know, I couldn't be in a better spot, right? The, as you talk about the, the five Ds, all of that has to come together and, and the trends we're seeing is it's all about the digital fabric that sits underneath it. So whether it's distributed energy, the alignment of customers and producers, the connectivity between what a consumer is to the utility uh, has never been, uh, one case, uh, more transformational than it needs to, than it is right now. Um, but it also, when we start to think about these concepts of connected communities or smart cities, has everything to do with the integration of all of the facilities and all of the capabilities that you actually need uh, in your city. So historically, we saw you know utilities really being a single transaction. I went to buy my energy, and I didn't think much about anything else other than the rate. In a lot of cases, that was this notion of, you didn't even call them a customer, you called them a rate payer, because they were captive. Whatever the rates became that you ended up paying, and your only choice was to use less energy, uh, that market has materially moved on as you, as you talk about whether it be distributed energy, um, this notion of microgrids, uh, and the, the consumer, the flexibility of what the consumer has in the utilities segment uh, has never been stronger. And you know, especially when you start to then think about 
not just a single transaction with your utility provider, but how all of your city services come into play. That's really where we're seeing the market and where we're, where we're um, building platforms and capability to really begin to play in that in a much different way than just being a single utility and a single transaction with a customer. Thank you, Mike. Um, just to tee up on the microgrids you spoke about, there's so much talk on the smart grids per yep. se. What does that do to the industry and the consumer? Yeah, I think it does a couple of things because um, you know, for a while there was this view of smart grids or microgrids that you know end users were going to be really a part of, and I think the market's starting to really move to, like anything, the hype of of what it could be with a, a single consumer is changing, and so you're starting to really see community grids uh, being the way that, that we think that's going to come to market. So whether it be small solar farms for a community or wind farms, you know, renewables renewables really in, at, at the community level is where we're starting to see that. And it'll be a part of the ecosystem. Um, you know, as the technology changes, whether it's in wind or solar, it's a part of actually the generation. It's not the whole answer, uh, but it's a huge answer, especially when you start to think about uh, decarbonization and getting to the green energy. That has to be a part of the future. And so for us, uh, we're also a very big uh, producer. We're the largest nuclear producer in the U.S. Um, that is good for base load. Uh, but where people want and need to go is, you know, getting away from coal and getting away from some of the uh, historical uh, energy produ production methods and getting much more to microgrid and community solar and community community wind. And um, and Mike, you know, I keep hearing about the role of the consumer moving from a consumer to a to a producer in many ways. And you know, I I, I hear the term called the prosumer. <laughs> in the in the uh, utility space, uh, how much do you think this is going to be mainstream over a period of time? Uh, a consumer really moving to a producer of energy and having a flexible contract with with a supplier uh, is that is that real now, or you think it's going to take a couple of years to get there? I think it's going to take a couple of years to get there. I, I think people um, there's lots of people that have passion about being this producer of energy, and so whether they put solar rooftop on or they do something at their house to be more of a, a producer of that. I think the other technologies that have got to come along is really storage. Um, because I think you know the way when you think about the way solar is produced, to just use that as an example, it's only during sunlight hours. And the reality of it is, is uh, on a, any given day that you either can be a producer of that, and and um, it actually can be used on the grid. In a lot of cases, sometimes you you actually can't uh, put it back on the grid. And so this notion of storage has to be an, a, a key element for that to. Uh, allow people to actually solar uh, and generate power, store it, and then use it at some later date in, in either a peak time or uh, you know, uh, when it's not uh, sunny outside. So I think that's part of um, the equation, but uh, we're really starting to see, again, this trend back to community, uh, community solar and community wind where people will put their money um, and apply it into these community, but the notion of how that's connected together in, in a community aspect is really where we probably see the major trend coming. Mike, that was fascinating. You know, the, the role of digital technologies in industries, a lot is talked about in financial services, in retail, consumer goods, not as much in energy utilities. Yep. Um, so, do you think the embrace of digital is slow or is it not known to uh, other industries, so what's your view on what the role is and what is Exelon doing uh, doing in this uh, in this area? So one, I think it's been slow to come to the energy market for a whole host of reasons, but 
Um, is it regulation or? Uh, it's regulation, it's this, this traditional, again, when you only thought about the transaction between the customer and the, and the provider being just purely uh, your rate base and a bill. There wasn't a lot of need for innovation in that. There wasn't a lot of need in the consumer's mind. They just thought about their electric company and they thought about, I get a bill for the amount of energy I use. The customer's now moving away from that. And so when you think about digitization, customers have you know, the expectation on their mobile phone of what, what the, was the best website and the best you know, engagement they had with um, a consumer company. Um, they think about that and they have those expectations. They have similar expectations like Absolutely. any other consumer They don't service. think about, oh, let me go backwards and go back to a old technology or maybe no technology at, at my utility. They have the same exact expectation if they were shopping on Amazon and then they flip around and want to do something to change their bill or modify their services, they expect that same level of capability. And, and that's part of what's really changed and has changed you know, a lot of the energy and utility segment to really have to go think much more about a consumer. You know, back to the deregulation side of it as customers make choices, right? We all make choices on you know, our shopping experiences we like and our shopping experiences we don't like. Um, we're going to have that same context in the energy and utilities sec sector. And which part of that value chain you think uh, digital will have a bigger embrace? For the consumer and the customer, I think it's all around analytics. So this uh, being able to get be more predictive around uh, how customers are using energy, what they can choose to do to change the uh, amount of energy they're using is all uh, harnessed and embodied in analytics. And that's what about it. customer care? You think Cust yeah, customer care was, was kind of coming out of the next one because historically we have the massive call centers and you'd have to pick up a phone and want to talk to a customer call center agent to actually get anything done. And so that's an, a, been another major trend is the channels, whether it be chat, the channels, whether it be the mobile, um, are, are exponentially growing and you're starting to see our call volumes come down um, of the traditional. Now, age plays a factor too. Um, so our, you know, our, our consumers that are um, up in age, you kind of go to what you always have gone to, and that's the phone. But when you start to see the next generation um, uh, kids coming out of school and actually you know, getting their own service and getting their own home, um, they, they don't ever think about a call center. So the notion of taking that whole customer care ribbon and, and digitizing that in a way that is frictionless for the consumer, but also touchless as it relates to uh, agents is something we're driving pretty hard. I had one last question to you, kind of related to digital. Uh, in many ways, scaling the digital agenda for energy utility firms is also going to be dependent on how well you could repurpose your human capital. Yeah. And human capital, in many ways, um, in the in the utilities industry, has not got an embrace of uh, digital tech capabilities and technologies. How is that going to really come on the way for embracing digital technologies? And what do you think the industry is doing uh, in this space? Yeah, it's a great question because so we think about it in workforce transformation. Um, the jobs that are here today, um, however you see the digital roadmap playing out, will not be the jobs that will be the, the ones in the future. And so being able to, one, articulate that for our employee base of where do we see a five-year journey going? Uh, and more importantly, what, what roles do we see that are you know, in, in our future? The one thing, and that's always scary for folks because they think I've done my, this job all my career, what does it mean my job's not gonna be here? Does that mean I, I'm leaving? And, and the answer to it was simply put is no. But what we can't tell is what is that new job? I mean, we, I was using an example the other day, five years ago, you know, first of all, nobody knew what Angry Birds was, but you never knew that there needed to be an engineer for Angry Birds. 
Well, that, that same you know, concept is here that says not, we're not sure we can articulate all the rules of the future. We just know they're going to morph and transform uh, as we morph and, and transform the technology base of the energy and utility segment. And do you think repurposing that human capital is going to be harder because a lot of the workforce is very traditional and a lot of them are skill-based? Yeah. Uh, versus um, hiring in the utility sector, which has happened on higher education. Right. Do you think that's going to be much harder to do it? Well, I mean, we've got an interesting dynamic, too. We've, we've got an uh, aging workforce, and so we've got a lot of folks that are uh, uh, coming on that next uh, chapter in life for them of retirement. So we're seeing a, it's a scary thing because we're seeing a lot of folks that are at of retirement age. But at the same time, that it has a natural place for as those skill-based workers um, retire themselves out the types of skills that we start to hire to bring in to, to feed that will be much, much different. And we think it's much more around the knowledge worker. I mean, words we've used in the industry for a while, but more about the knowledge worker, more about a, um, not, not a generalist per se, but um, somebody that's very tech savvy, uh, that aligns to um, understanding the business in a very deep way, but also has uh, elements of a technologist embedded in them. And it would help attracting a lot of talent as well, because traditionally this industry uh, has not attracted the, it didn't have the cool quotient, that's if right. I may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I'm guessing right. it, it will. Yeah, and that's, that's a big change too, right? So when we go out and uh, market and recruit, it's, you know, it's a very tough market, just period. But the heritage and history, people don't wake up and say, yay, I want to go to an innovation, let me go to a, an energy and utility company. So for us, it's really branding. Uh, what are we doing with technology uh, has got to be uh, in the front of every conversation because people's heritage mind thinks there's nothing exciting there. That's a sleepy, and it couldn't be anything further from the truth from all the things we talked about of the transformation of the industry. But that element of technology is something we've spent a lot of time speaking about within the technology world. But when you talk to our business leaders, um, it's as much about how they recruit people and how they have got to talk about technology um, and where the industry's going and where we're going as a company uh, is, is part of changing that dynamic of the skills that we have in, in the company. Thank you, Mike. Thanks so much for talking to us. It was wonderful talking to you. And I know this, this is an exciting time for your industry and look forward to more conversations. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.